Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Today's episode does have some adult language, so uh, you're warned ahead of time. If you've got young listeners nearby, this is an episode to listen to with headphones. And if you're easily offended with some adult language, maybe skip this episode. I think there's a ton of really good advice and lessons in this episode about choosing your focus and standing out and just being you, um, regardless of what others might think is possible. Uh, Matt, I met Matt at a local conference and even months later, looking back on meeting him and meeting some of the other photographers that have learned his sales and marketing tactics, uh, it just really stands out as something, so many people just making that leap, that leap of faith to trust in their work and in their, their, their art and the amazing rewards that are available when we get our marketing and we stand in our brand and we stand in our uniqueness. Some amazing things can happen. Enjoy today's episode. I uh, can't wait for you guys to hear from Matt Matthews. Cheers. Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Welcome, everybody. I've got an awesome show. I have our guest today, Matt Matthews, out of Birmingham, Alabama. I met Matt. We met at uh, Molly Marie's Booty Shorts Live <laughs> conference over in um, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And everybody was super excited to hear Matt talk. And within five minutes of meeting Matt, I think you're going to notice it too. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this dude on the podcast. Um, one of the things I always look for in other educators is when I get to talk to their students who have attended their workshops before. And within 10 minutes of being at this workshop, I met three other students of Matt's that said, what? yep, we, it was like, boom, boom, boom. They're like, hey, what did you start? What were your prices at when you first got started? Oh, I was charging like 300 a session. Oh, what are you charging now? Oh, I'm making an average of 1500 to 3000 a session in a matter of like six to nine months or something like that. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to this dude. So we're going to cover a lot. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for showing up, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I, um, so let's see, we're going to cover a lot. I want to hear what one of the fun things I learned right away was Matt uh, started as a Walmart photographer. <laughs> How long ago was that? Oh goodness. That was in 2010. Okay. That was only, that's not that was only eight years ago. You've yeah. come a long way. Yeah. So um, here's a quick outline for today's show. So real quickly, we're going to learn how Matt came from in, in 2010, um, working in the portrait studio at a Walmart to then uh, growing, deciding to quit nursing school and go full-time as a photographer and was doing weddings. In 2014, he was making 70K, shooting everything. I think that classic story was like, whatever, any business we can get, we'll just take it. Uh -huh. and, and then the decision to focus. That's one of the things I like talking about the podcast is having that courage to pick a thing that you want to focus on 
and how his marketing and business thrived. After he closed the books on 2017 with over 400K in revenue just in portrait sales in boudoir. Um, it's a pretty awesome story. We're going to talk about that decision to focus, um, some of the things he's learned and how he coaches others in in-person sales um, as a marketing t- tactic, running model calls in boudoir. And if we've got time for it, a really cool trick on how he booked 50 sessions with a Black Friday special. All right, let's start at the beginning, Matt. Walk us through uh, what was your best your best takeaway? Kind of how did how did working at Walmart in that portrait studio help uh, set you on this path? Oh gosh, um, so you know, I never I never wanted to be a photographer. That was not in my plan. I never saw that. I didn't come out of the womb with a camera. That just wasn't me. Um, I actually went to nursing school. I was in nursing school, but in high school. Um, before I started nursing school, obviously I was in high school and I just had to have a job. Um, and I co-opt. So that meant I got to leave school early and I got to go to work instead of going to class. So I applied for this job at Walmart Portrait Studios and the lady called me back and she was like, Hey, you want to come in for an interview? And I was like, sure, why not? So I go interview and she was like, okay, so it's $8 and 50 cents an hour. You get off at six o'clock every night. Um, and I was like, okay, great. Like I was 16, 17 years old. I was like eight fifty an hour. Yeah, I'll take it. So, um, I started there and I worked there for a while and, um, Honestly, it taught me nothing about being a photographer. I literally clicked a button on a little trigger and put kids on the backdrops, you know, like the 1990s backdrops that come down. So I did that. And um, when I graduated high school, I took all of the money that I made from graduation and I went to Sam's Club with my grandma and I bought a Canon Rebel T3i kit. And uh, I spent all of my tuition, I spent all of my graduation money on this camera and um, I, I will never forget that my mom, um, she actually said, what the hell is wrong with you? She was like, you spent all this money on a camera that you don't even know how to use. You could have went and used that money toward tuition or like anything. And um, I've always been the type of person that if you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to do it just to spite you. And so um, I started shooting like crazy, like all of my friends I was shooting and I was terrible. Um, I was I was so bad and I just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And finally, I booked a wedding and um, it just kind of went from there. That is so cool. So you you made this huge leap to go buy your own camera and then you booked a wedding. Um, and that was what were we thinking, like 2012 ish? Uh, yeah. So about 20, yeah, about 2012, um, I booked my first wedding and, um, my bride actually asked me, she was like, can we take some pictures in my lingerie before I get ready? And I was like, what the f***? Like, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) And I was like, uh, I guess, I mean, if you really want to, uh, they're going to be shitty, but sure. And, um, I took photos of her in the bridal suite and they actually turned out to be my favorite photos of the entire day. And she got one of them blown up in like a 20 by 30 and put it in her bedroom. And, um, you know, it just kind of, it kind of went from there. All right. So now you we're sharing the story about how you, um, you had your first bride or a bride ask you for, for, um, boudoir pictures and you, you had never done it before, but she ended up really liking what, 
what you just think you had a knack for it and you just picked it up pretty quick what what happened there hell if i know i i, I mean i just started taking pictures of her on the couch yep um and i was like well, hope this shit goes well because I've never done this and she really wants it. So um, I just kind of started posing her on the couch um, and thinking of like, honestly, I was just kind of thinking of things that I'd seen like on billboards and like Victoria's Secret magazines and things like that. I'm like, okay, what do these do in these pictures? Because I do not know what to do. (laughs) And um, it just, I mean, it really worked and I really enjoyed it and I liked the photos um and she and did so, too yeah she loved them yeah that's awesome hanging i think hanging hanging a big a big 20 by 30 in her bedroom that's saying something yeah for sure um okay so we fast forward the clock a little bit um everybody I'm, on the show talks about how I, I we have mad respect for people who shoot weddings it's a ton of work you've got to love it um but it's not always for everybody the hours the brides all of this stuff it gets to be a little bit much um Let's skip past that. And I want to get straight to the decision of, okay, I've de- you've decided to focus on boudoir. It's the thing that you enjoy. Um, is, is it where you were already making a little bit more money or were you not even, it's just something that you do, knew you wanted to do more of? You know, I did, I did a lot of boudoir while I was a wedding photographer, but I would do like maybe, I don't know, like maybe one or two a month. Um, if that, but I realized that every single year around Valentine's day, I would host these boudoir marathons and every year they would book up and I'm talking about like really fast and I didn't do in-person sales or anything back then. So I didn't make a whole lot of money, but I still really enjoyed them. And, um, honestly, I just really got sick and tired of shooting weddings. And I mean, I did really well with weddings. I was on the cover of Savannah Bridal Magazine. I was in Southern, um, Southern Weddings a couple of times and I did great with that. But let's be real, like I'm in the South and it gets hot as hell here in the summertime and I was not getting paid enough to sweat my ass off all, all summer long, every <laughs> single Saturday. And then the bitches don't want to give you nothing to eat. Like, no, I'm not doing that. So I was done. You know, I was done with moms calling me all hours of the night, asking me questions and like bridezillas. So I was, I was fed up. Um, and so I just decided, I was like, you know what? I'm shooting all this boudoir. Like I'm, I'm doing well with it. And, um, I think the, the big, the big determining factor was I didn't have a studio or anywhere to shoot. Um, and I purchased my first home and my first home actually had this 300 square foot room, um, built onto the back of it. And which I'm actually sitting in right now doing this recording, but it was my, I was like, okay, it's separate from my house. Like it has French doors that lead to the house and then it's got a separate entryway. I was like, I'll make this my studio. And let me tell you, I live in the country. Like I'm talking about like backwoods. So yep. <laughs> I mean, my, I have 11 acres, you know, cause I have a lot of animals and horses and things like that. <laughs> and so I was like, this is a 300, like, this is a great space. I'll make this my studio. And, um, this was my studio and I made it my studio and I shot here for two years Yeah, and I was, I was like, I can quit weddings, you know, and I'm not, I don't have any overhead here at my house. And so it worked and 
you know, people, I was like, people are not going to be driving out here to the boondocks to get their damn boudoir photos done. And they did. And, um, you know, people were like, oh, it's beautiful. I love being able to see the horses, you know, that kind of thing. And um, it just really, really worked. And I just continued to grow and grow and grow. And then in 2016, I taught my first, uh, my first workshop and I was like, okay, I need a bigger space. So I moved into my very first space. Um, and then this year I actually built my own space. Where is it still on the property or is it somewhere else now? Oh no. So I'm actually located in downtown Birmingham now, which is about 35 minutes, um, from my house, but it's, um, a really beautiful space and, uh, you know, in the middle of downtown and it's really centrally located. So it works. Nice. Okay. So let's let, I want to break some of that apart. So the decision to be like, I'm making money as a photographer, I'm paying the bills, doing all of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to focus, I want to pick just one. What, yeah. what was that? What was holding you back? Do you think you waited too long or do you think you waited the right amount and just made the leap of faith? I don't think it was, it was a decision on when I was going to do it. Um, because honestly, I think I did it, you know, I think I did it at the right time um, because I did build such a name with my weddings and, um, you know, things like that, that I was consistently booking clients and I had a consistent clientele. And then, you know, I just, I figured that this was the best time. It was now or never, you know? Um, And so I figured this was the best time to do it. And I'm glad I did it when I did because it's been, you know, it's been great to, and I've been able to build such a name and such a brand um, that I think I did it at the right time. It just, it was honestly just a courage kind of thing. Again, being in the South, I was like... Did you end up having to say no to a lot of weddings? Oh, yeah. Oh, I still say no to weddings. Um, You know, I still have people email me and they're like, I know that you do boudoir now, but would you still be interested in shooting my wedding? And I'm like, hell no. Like if I, if you want me to shoot your wedding, you're going to pay me $50,000. Like I'm not. Doing it. And you know, I was actually a film wedding photographer. So I shot film. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, so it was, it was, it was fine. And you know, but I'm like, if I want to go shoot film again, or if I, I do sometimes on my boudoir sessions, but I'm like, if I want to go shoot something outside, outside of my studio, I will go shoot something for my friend or I'll go fucking photograph my horses or something like yeah, right, you know, right, right. Not going back to a wedding. What speak to just the, how it did, how it helped your brand as, so I think there's, there's this transition where, um, I think that I've seen this a lot where as photographers, we've got to spread ourselves across and try just because people will ask, you try all the different niches, right? And then yeah. you find one that really resonates. And the point I like to make is that finding that, the one brand to be known for helps you uh, helps your marketing work better and helps you become a premium brand and char and, and it gradually increase your prices. How did that work for you? Um, I honestly think that specializing in something and focusing on you know one specific thing really is is an incredible thing because you know especially like when it comes to SEO and you know things like that. Um, whenever you are shooting a wedding and you're shooting all kinds of different things, then you're not, you're not a specific brand. And so guess what? When you, when somebody Googles wedding photographer or boudoir photographer or whatever the case may be, you're not going to pop up, you know, like the people that specialize in that are. And so I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, and 
people now they know me as oh my gosh you're the wedding you're the boudoir photographer you know yeah. even though I shot weddings for so long and you know I did really well with them people like people will recognize me when I go into Target and they're like oh my god I follow you on Instagram your boudoir work is so amazing and so now it's gotten to the point where if you say boudoir in Birmingham Alabama people automatically associate that with Matt Matthews right. um, you know so being able to build that brand and really being able to focus on that, I think brings you, not only does it bring you more clients, but it's also going to bring you a higher in clientele. Um, just like I tell people all the time, I'm not a newborn photographer. I'm a boudoir photographer. So you would never bring your newborn to me to photograph them because they would suck. You know, like your newborn would probably be like on his head or something. I don't know what the <laughs> hell they do. So like, you know, you wouldn't. An important distinction you make here is that I think there's a couple things that we all aspire. A lot of photographers aspire to charge more, right? And yeah. there's this natural progression that as you work your way up the market, in order to charge those higher prices, yes, your, your work naturally has to get a little bit better and be a certain quality. But I think it's been said many, many times that the work is not always the thing that matters most. It's the oh, no. other things, right? Yes. Uh, when, when just simply when somebody comes to your website and to your brand and all they see is boudoir or all they see is the thing you do, it's, oh, this person is an expert at right. this thing and they can right. charge expert level prices. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So let's jump into, um, in-person sales. So okay. all, it's been talked all over. Um, I don't, I don't tend to get into like the black and white of, of one way is better than the other or one way is totally right. I, I see the a blended approach. A lot of photographers are still giving some digitals, um, after they do in person, some, some type of sales. But, um, as I see more and more people dabble in, okay, fine, I'm going to do album sales but I don't want to have a sales session what, because I just don't have the time in my business. What, how, how do you address that in some of your students and just finding the time to have, do you have a pre-consult pre session and the session and the sales session? No. Um, so I actually have a studio manager and um, she, she handles all of that for me. Um, but honestly, you know, until you get to that point, you have to do it yourself. And yep. You know, the thing is, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it work and you're going to make it happen. It takes one hour to shoot a session. It takes one hour to do a reveal with that person. Yep. And like I said, I lived out here in the boonies, 35 minutes from downtown Birmingham, and people were driving all the way out here for their session and driving all the way back out here for their reveal because they're excited about it. Yeah. And you know, like I don't do in-person consults. I mean, I do if they really want one, you know, sometimes we'll occasionally have, um, you know, nervous people that will say, I really want to come in and meet you beforehand, especially if it's a couple session or if they just want to see the studio. I actually have my own lingerie line. So I sell lingerie that they can come in and um, try on lingerie and things like that. So, um, you know, if they want to do that, then that's great. But 99% of my clients don't do in-person consults. We'll call and talk to them over the phone. Um, we'll email them back and forth. We'll send them all of our information. They book their session. They come in for their shoot. We schedule their reveal four to five days after their session. And then they come back in for a reveal. They choose their favorite images. They purchase them and they go home and we ship them directly to their house. So it really doesn't take that much time 
if you want it, you're going to make it happen. If you want to continue being broke and you don't want to do anything and you want to give your clients a CD for them to print images at Walgreens and your work look like shit, then you have that option as well. <laughs> it's your choice. Um, so do you, in, in, uh, tell me your journey in, into in-person sales. Were you doing it right away? Were you, is there were certain products that you were really confident and like to sell? Um, where did that start for you? It actually started when, before I started Boudoir, um, when I was shooting families and things like that, um, a friend of mine was a family photographer and, um, she was like, dude, you need to start doing sales sessions. You'll make so much money. And I was like, okay, like we'll give it a try. And this was like when first, when in-person sales had really just kind of started to get popular and people were talking about it more. And I was like, okay. So I went with her to one of her sessions at this guy's house, um, a session that she shot for him and his kids. And he bought like $400 or $500. And she was just so stoked, you know, to make that kind of money. And um, so I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll start trying this. And I started to try it out and I started to work with it. And I really started thinking about it. And I was like, you know, here's the thing. Why would I want to if I want to be lazy and not make any money, I can charge $300 to shoot a session and then give them a CD of their images. But why would I do that when I have the potential to make $3,000 off of that one person? Right. Um, you know, and for them to have beautiful products to display in their home and, you know, to show to their friends, because that was my main thing was, I do not want my clients to have a CD of images. What the hell are you going to do with it? You're going to put it in a drawer. You're going to break it. You're going to scratch it and it's not going to work anymore. Um, And, you know, and I think about it now for sure. It's 2018. None of my computers even have CD drives, you know, like those things those things become obsolete. Like, you know, you think about it in the eighties and nineties, we had floppy disk. Well, if you got a floppy disk of your images now, you're fucked because you're not going to be able to see them. (laughs) Um, So I wanted my clients to have tangible products that they were going to have forever. Um, And my mom actually passed away in March of 2015. And I realized that having those images printed. I actually shot a boudoir session for my mom for her birthday in 2014. So a couple months before she passed away. And I realized that having those tangible products, having those things printed were going to be, they were going to, they were going to exist forever. You know, if I had them digitally on a CD, I wasn't going to have them forever. You know, if something happened, if God forbid my house burned down or something like that happened, then I didn't have those images anymore, you know, and having them printed, you know, I'm always going to have them. I, you know, I can look at them whenever I want to and I don't have to worry about losing them digitally. Yeah. So that was really my big push. And that's what I really began to educate my clients on. And they agreed and they were like, oh, you're so right. I don't know, like, where would I even go to print these? Especially when I got into boudoir. I was like, you're going to take these to Walgreens and let the 16-year-old boy behind the counter print them for you? Like, <laughs> you're going to look like an Oompa Loompa, but if, you, if that's what you wish, then you go right ahead. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so much good stuff there. Okay. So let's, I want to wrap up with, uh, some marketing stuff. Um, you mentioned that you, you've, you've been using sticky albums for a while and mm-hmm. you them kind of as a reward to get, they got to, they've got to do some things in order to get a, their sticky album. How does that work for you? 
Yeah, so our sticky albums, um, they actually come in one or one of our top collections, or they can purchase it a la carte, but they, it's only purchased as an add-on. So they can't purchase it by itself. They have to purchase either an album or an heirloom box or something like that, um, and they have to meet our minimum before they can purchase their sticky albums. Yep. Um, and so everybody loves it because it's such a great way for them to have their photos digitally um, and being able to have them on their phone. A lot of my clients are like, I really want to be able to go and show my girlfriends my images at dinner, but I don't want to have to carry around my 12 by 12 album. Right, right. So it's a great way for them to have their images digitally. You know, they can share them on Instagram or social media or whatever. And, um, you know, I, that wasn't one of the ways I didn't think that when I first started, I didn't think boudoir would work for sticky albums, but it's one of our most popular niches because I think that, the marketing, the way it works is this, I don't consider sticky albums like online or, or digital marketing. I, I think of it as it's, it mimics like the oldest school marketing of like, here's a business card uh, with my pictures type of thing. Like here's mm-hmm. a tiny little, uh, like one of those tiny little accordion albums that people would keep in their purse or something. Yeah. It's, it's the, but what we're seeing happen is even though there's some, some outgoing boudoir clients will share on social. They'll share it to all their friends. They'll email and you'll have tons of unique views. Yes. But, but most of them will just, you'll just get like a handful of unique views, but a ton of, of total views. Cause what they're doing is they're going out to lunch with their girlfriends or with their close friends and they're sharing their phone. They're passing their phone around the room mm-hmm. while the, the album is still password protected or whatever it might be but it's that intimate while they pass their phone around guess what your client is doing what's what, what they're saying they're talking about the experience and that that's why the sticky album tactic i think has worked so well in in boudoir um, yeah. and that's just the marketing piece let alone the 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 sales piece sounds like you've totally nailed it has it helped you think increase some of your sales overall yeah, I mean, I sell. You make me a lot of money. Um, I sell them for for a lot, and my clients love them, you know, and they purchase them because they want. They're like, okay, well, how can I get my image digital? Like, how do I get them digitally? Like, I don't really want a CD, you know. So how do I? And I'm like, well, you can purchase our mobile app. You can either purchase it one or two ways. You can purchase it with your album and get the matching digitals that are in your album, or you can purchase your entire gallery on your mobile app and have all of them. Um, and they're like, oh, that's, that's really awesome. So like, it's a little, like a legit app of myself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And here's the thing, like, especially in a boudoir session, you want to feel hot, you know, like you see your images and you're like, damn, I'm a hot ass bitch. Let me show everybody this app of myself. Yes. And so it is essentially, you know, it's a great way to make money, but it's also a great marketing because it does have my name at the top. It does have the link to my Instagram, the link to my email and my website, yeah. you know, oh. they can email me directly from it. So, it they see that and they're like holy shit and a lot of the times i mean a lot of my clients will totally forward the link to their friends and they're like save this shit on your phone and look at it you know what i mean so <laughs> um you know then they see that and they see at the top of it it says matt matthews photography and they're like okay yeah i need to i need to go to his website that is so cool all right so now uh let's jump into model calls okay um i know a lot of people struggle with them um yeah. if what's the What's the, did they work right away for you? What were some of the trick, the, like kind of the sweet spots? What do you have to do right in order for a model call to work? 
So you have to charge money yep. <laughs> for a model call to work. Okay. Everybody's like, oh, well, I can't make any money off of model calls. And I do not say this to sound braggadocious by any means, but I've never done a model call and made less than $2,000. Um, because the thing is, people, people, we are human beings. You know, people want something for free. And if they feel like they're getting something for free, then they're going to jump all over that. So anytime I've ever posted a model call, we always have hundreds of inquiries, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to, like, I'm getting a free session. I have to do that. And basically what we do is, you know, we tell them you're going to get a complimentary shoot um, with Matt or Brianna. Brianna is my studio manager and associate photographer. So um, you're going to get a complimentary shoot, which means you don't have to pay your session fee. But in exchange for your session fee, you have to sign a model release 100% and allow us to share your images wherever we want to share them, our blog, our Facebook, our Instagram, wherever we want it. And um, in exchange for that, you get a, you know, a waived session fee. Um, you also get you know, access to our client closet. You get all these perks, but then you have to, you also get, you know, you have to come back for your in-person reveal meeting. So we're going to go through all of your images together and that's where you're going to purchase your products. So they come back for their session and, and even though they got a free session fee, they love their images so much that they can't walk away empty handed. So they're still going to purchase products. So there's nothing, there's no way for them to get out for free. No. Okay. And what, what's the, what's the cheapest? What do you, you're up front with that. What's the least amount they could spend if they didn't like anything? Yeah. I mean, I tell them all the time. Um, and I don't know who you think you're talking to some, if they don't like anything, they love my <laughs> shit. So, um, I, I've never had a client not love their images, Of course, but, um, they do have to meet our minimum. So we tell them up front, we say, look, you know, you're getting a complimentary session fee. You do not. That's have what's to free that. is a session. Fee. Yes. What's this, what's your session fee normally? Um, 500. Okay, cool. And so they get that completely away. They're like, oh my gosh, like that's a lot of money saved. That's great. Yep. And so they get that for free and, but they still have to pay for hair and makeup. So, yep. um, you know, cause that's not, a, that's not my services. So I obviously can't offer that for free. Right. Um, so they still have to pay for hair and makeup and they have to pay for their products. And then I tell them, you know, like those are the things, the requirements are you have to sign a full model release, allowing us to share your images wherever we want. You have to pay our hair and makeup artists and you have to buy your products. And um, I tell them what their, what our product minimum is. I tell them what our collections cost are. And I tell them what our average, you know, our average sale is and what most people buy and what most, most people spend. And they will either say, oh, okay, well, I don't really want to spend, you know, that much money on, on the, you know, on the products. Or they say, okay, great. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. Yep. Um, most you know, nine times out of 10, they're fine with that because they're like, I'm still saving $500. Right. Um, and so, you know, you have to be careful when doing model calls because you will get, you know, the toothless lady down the street that wants to do a boudoir session that has no money. And so she'll just sign up for it because she thinks it's free and everything is free. They just see model call and they see complimentary session fee and they think it's all free. Yep. Um, so you have to really educate your clients and you have to let them know, you know, it's not free. You're not getting your products. You get nothing. The only thing that you're getting from me is your complimentary session fee and the, the chance to be my model in the studio for the day. Like that's right, all you're right. getting. Right. Then where do you promote it? Do you, are you running Facebook ads? Or are you just promoting it? On, how, how does that, how do you, and, and are you, 
trying to batch them into like a day or do, are they shorter sessions or you just treat them like a normal session? And just no, I treat them like normal sessions. Um, and honestly, we only do one shoot per day just because I don't want to shoot more than once a day. Um, and I've gotten, thankfully with my education and everything, I've gotten, you know, really busy with that and workshops and things that my studio manager shoots a lot and she's incredible as well. So whenever we do a model call and a lot of the times model calls are just, I call them shoots for the soul because it is just something that I want to shoot for me. So if I want to shoot a woman that is covered in tattoos or if I want to do a maternity boudoir session or if I want to do a couple's boudoir session, you know what I mean? Like whatever it may be, it's a genre that I or it's something specific that I want to shoot. So yep. it's a great way to shoot something that you want to shoot to add to your portfolio. And you know, so I just, we promote them in our women's only VIP group. We promote them, you know, on our Facebook page, on Instagram, um, you know, and things like that. And it just gets tons of traffic. So it's a great way to number one, build a clientele and make money while doing that, but also build your portfolio as well. So smart. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, we're going to wrap up with black Friday. So you, also dug in to some of one of our newer features is the online booking and scheduling feature um, for Black Friday. You're just kind of on a whim and to give it a try, see what would happen. And, and how did it work? So we actually did a crazy Black Friday session, um, like a Black Friday sale. I've never done anything like this. I typically don't like to do sales um, just because I feel like when you do a lot of sales, it makes your clients expect sales and it kind of makes your brand seem cheap. But, um, it was, I was, you know, I was like, you know what, let's do a black Friday. sale. let's just see how it goes. So we did the sticky albums, um, or the sticky portfolio, like, like whatever it's called. The online Um, booking scheduling. Yeah. That thing. Um, and so, cause I didn't, I knew, I knew that offering this at this discounted rate, people were going to book. And I did not want to be bombarded with emails and getting and trying to like manually put everybody in my calendar. And right. so I was like, not happening. So yeah. um, we signed up for the booking feature and we made the link with all the information and we offered boudoir sessions for $99 session fees. All of our products and everything, all the hair and makeup, everything is still the same, um, but the session fee itself was only $99. So it's kind of like a model call. but Yeah, but, similar. Yeah, but, yeah but, but instead of free, you were, at least it was 99 bucks for the session. Yeah. And it just created some scarcity and a deadline for when did they needed to act by. Yeah, because they only had 24 hours, and we booked oh, wow. over 50 sessions. Holy cow. Yeah. And, did you, when you set that up, did you, was it, was it, it wasn't tied to specific dates yet, right? They were just buying like a, a, a like a lack of a better word, like kind of like a gift card to, to use. They were like securing that pricing. Or no, so we, we actually, we had, we had it them set pick up their with, dates. Yeah. We had it set up with the calendar and I had all of the things that I'd already had booked, um, Blocked you know, out. on there. Yeah. So they couldn't book those dates yep. and, um, we only allowed once like 11 o'clock for every single day. You know, we only allowed that one time Yeah. and, um, everybody went on there and they booked the day that they wanted. Um, if they wanted, we also shoot night sessions and couple sessions. So if they wanted a night session or a couple session, it was $150 additional to the $99, but still, you know, a hundred and, um, or $300 for a couple, for a night session compared to my standard $600 is, you know, still half the price. Right. So we booked a lot of couple sessions. We booked a lot of night sessions from it. 
And, um, you know, the whole first couple of months of 2018 were all booked from those Black Friday that sessions. One sale. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. That's such a fun story. Yeah. And, and, and then there wasn't speak to just the time savings and like the back and forth. You didn't have to, you didn't have like phone calls. Like there's like no. phone calls you didn't have to have or more. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because my thing was, I was like, I know, I know bitches are cheap as hell. So I am not about, I know people are going to be trying to book this and I'm not about to talk on the phone with everybody. I'm not about to email that many people. So I was like, we have to set up something that's automated. So we set it up. So the way I did it was, um, I actually did like a Adobe spark where it had like all of my information, like photos, all of my pricing, my, our, our, um, all of our collections. And it had all of that in there. And then at the very bottom, it was like, are you ready to book your black yeah. Friday session? And then they yeah. clicked that and it took them to the link and they could book it. So they still knew what all of our prices were before they actually booked it. Yep. Oh, that's so cool, dude. Well, what you've got to do next year and that this is for everybody. Um, Adobe Spark is cool, but there's some limitations there. Um, our new online, we've got a new online um, pricing guide portfolio or mm-hmm. our sticky folio mm-hmm. that you can use. And we're adding to that is this cool floating video embed. So you can make a video of yourself like explaining the offer kind of like you would in person. You can be like, hey, this is... It, it, whether this is just your standard pricing, that's where most people are going to use it. But I think it would work really well for a promotion like this where you've got, it works kind of like a sales page where here's our gallery, here's examples of your work, um, here's what's included in the offer, and then you can talk through it on camera in like four minutes or so. And then that video plays as they're scrolling down the page. I think that would crush. Oh yeah. That's anyways, a super good idea. Anyways, I, th- congrats on that, dude. That's so cool. I'm glad it worked and, um, saved you all that time and booked up your, your first quarter. Um, that's pretty sweet. All right. Um, let's see what else was I going to wrap up with? Um, I think that's it, man. I, we, there's so many awesome tips in this. I really appreciate you taking the time. If people yeah, want to no learn problem. more, I was just going over your website. We'll send a link. If people go over to Matthew, um, let's see, it's mattmatthewsphotography.com. You just almost call me Matt, Matthew Matthews. That's not my damn name. I almost <laughs> did. <laughs> I knew, I was like, don't say that the whole time. And I ended up saying it. That's okay. You've got some, uh, a funny video that everybody's got to go check out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I can't. I literally could not get that right. It's the intro video. If you guys watch this, it is the intro video to my education brand. So it's like me trying to tell you what I have available. And I screwed it up literally every take. And I was like, finally, like every single take was messed up. And I finally, I was like, you know what? Forget it. Just watch the shit. Like I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, I'm li- I was so frustrated that I was literally just, I was so done with it. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to do this. And um, my videographer put all of those together and he was like, look, please watch this. And I watched it and I was like, I am crazy. And he was like, you have to put this as your intro video. I was like, yeah, because that totally looks professional. And he stopped me and he was like, Matt, do you really think that you've ever been professional? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I haven't. And uh, I was like, that's totally just who I am as a person. Like, I'm just, that is just me. There is no filter. I say what I say. And if you don't like it, then so sorry. Yeah. So it, uh, you know, we just, that was our intro video and it worked. (laughs) 
I think you've got some really good resources here. Um, I think documents are something that a lot of photographers struggle with. So check out Matt's store. Um, he's got great work. I, don't, I know you're developing and working on more stuff. Um, yeah. I know you can do a lot of um, workshops in different cities. So mm-hmm. go subscribe on his blog to, uh, um, to learn more and stay in touch with Matt. Dude, this was awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time on a, on a Friday afternoon. I really appreciate well, thanks it. For, uh, thanks for asking me. I don't have shit else to do. I just got a lot of animals. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have to have you on again to, w- w- with like a video tour of, oh, yeah, of, of, for of sure. the farm. That sounds yeah. awesome. I'll have to show you guys my possum. She's awesome. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. It's so great. Matt, thank you so much. You have an awesome (laughs) rest of your day. Thank you, Nate. Cheers.